Guys, I, I just found this uh, IMDb review of the movie. I don't think it's going to fit into our, our, our podcast, but... Saw the movie Motocross, and I say it was the best besides it being a little predictable. That Alana Austin is a babe, huh. unlike I have ever seen. Ew. <laughs> she played the part of Andy Carson real well, like an 18-year-old actress would. <laughs> Are you still reading the... Yeah. You like Disney, you like movies, you like friends who watch these movies. Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, yeah! Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, the podcast where we watch and review... All the decoms from A to Z. On my name is Brandon Lamuto. I am your host, and I got all my uh, I got all my knack knacks here with me, all my all my <laughs> close buds. Um, <laughs> we got our sound engineer Ryan Metz. Nick Knack Patty Whack. Give a dog a bone. My name is Jack. Mm, mm, I like it. Next on the verse, we got our mixologist. His name's James Latiri. My name is James. I don't play games. Get out of my face. Ooh. <laughs> Fire stuff. Bringing it home. Our art director, Brandon Banta. Uh, I'm an antique. My name's Enrique. I sit on the shelf and I look at Japan. Oh, oh, bars, bars. Oh my God. You we have to go professionally. now. These I think we, bars. I think, I think we really got something here. We got something special going. His name is Brandon, and he's here to say he wants to do the podcast today. I do, yeah, because I'm I'm like working real hard again. Over the summer, I don't work a lot, and now it's not the summer anymore, and I'm working crazy hours and late hours, and my brain is just pea soup. So this is perfect for talking about Disney Channel original movies. Um, the movie we watched today, or for today, is Motocross. Motocross came out in 2001, um, and it's about something with Motocross, but uh, before we tell you exactly what it's about, we got a little game. Hmm. Oh, is this my cue? Yeah, sure. Why not? It's called The Tipsy Treatment, where we look at the poster of the movie and we decide what it's about just based on that. So who wants to take it away? Who thinks they I, know what motocross is about? Well, I can I, take I it away. Yeah, I, I think we did really good this time. Like everyone nailed it. Yeah, and which is surprising because uh, the poster is like eh, not very telling. But how much yeah. more obvious could it be? Like, I <laughs> basically just said it's about a girl who wants to do a boy's sport, and all the boys are like, "You can't do this," and she's like, "Yeah, I can." That's basically all I said. I said some other shit too, and it was wrong, so I won't say that. But it was like, "You're a girl, you can't do this." Uh, actually, I can. <laughs> And yeah. so she did. Yeah. Yeah. You you hit the nail on the head there. Um, Thank you. I'm glad I, so, this movie had two writers. <laughs> really needed it. You know, for all of that incredible dialogue. This movie probably should have written itself. I must discourage you, amigo. Oscar winning line right there. Um, in my prediction, uh, I knew that, you know, she was going to be doing some sort of uh, girl centric sports activity and i guess i guess soccer and then as soon as the movie started and i see her cheerleading i slap i like slap my forehead i'm like cheerleading it was cheerleading of course stupid. i'm an idiot i'm stupid. a doofus stupid what a fool 
I was right in the sense that I guess twins, mm-hmm. uh, fraternal twins. I thought maybe the boy w- couldn't race because he was bad in school and was being held back. So he begs his sister to do it for him. Paralyzed by his own stupidity. Right. <laughs> well, it turns out Pretty he close. just got physically hurt. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, obviously there's going to be a love interest and obviously he's going to race against her, the main character. Mm-hmm. We all guessed that one. And James, yeah. you nailed it on the big obvious stunt doubles because... oh. That's what this whole movie is. Mm-hmm. But uh, advantaged by the fact that they're just wearing helmets. So yeah. it's less of a big deal that they That's don't tr- look anything like the actors. That's so very true. You guys know who the stunt doubles are, right? I might be skipping ahead quite a bit, but we know who they are, right? Well, well I don't know. If, I don't know about the stunt doubles, but I do know that this movie had actual, you know, like motocross professionals in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jeremy uh, McGrath and Travis Pastrana were mm-hmm. riders one and two, respectively. And I believe that should qualify as stunt double because what other stunts need to be done in this movie besides motocross? So... That would yeah. be weird if they weren't the stunt doubles because they were they were in the movie when Andy we're jumping ahead, but Andrea goes to the first race and there's like full adults just at the race. Well, I guess Travis Pastrana wasn't that old at this point. I'd recognize Travis Pastrana, but I didn't recognize Andy McGrath. They all look like they're like 40, though. So they are very much out of place in a movie where it's supposed to be, I guess, like a 15 year old on motocross. Yeah, guys, hold on. We're we're already talking about the movie. We got an important thing to discuss because we are called was the, the Zipsy Zipsy panel. panel for a reason. Why? Why? Because I have I have a, a wonderful little little elixir here. It's what makes my brain feel less like pea soup after a long day. Makes it's it feel alcohol. more like piss water. Yeah, sure. Piss vasa. Drinking that GTA Five drink. Um, <laughs> Yes, we're called the Tipsy Panel. We have uh, James makes a different drink every week, and he always makes really tasty drinks. Uh, James, what'd you make? This week, I made a great drink that'll quiet down the screaming in your heads. It's called, it's a classic drink. It's a sidecar. Get it? Oh, yeah. Cute. Never made a sidecar before, uh, and they're like one of those like really old, like out of fashion drinks, like a gimlet. Um, But this is a ripping sidecar. Because this movie is ripping. That shit rips, bro. Um, So basically, a sidecar, you have a lightly sugared rim. Um, You have two ounces of brandy, one ounce of Cointreau, which is triple sec, and uh, one ounce of lemon juice. And then this is one where you want to mix it over ice and then pour it and strain the ice out. So you don't drink it with ice. You drink it just straight with a sugared rim. Um, and you could put a uh, zest or a rind of lemon in there. And if you want to get crazy, you can throw bitters in there. You can replace the brandy with rum or uh, bourbon. Um, you can throw any other little fruit juice in there. It's 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 just a good citrusy, well-balanced drink. There you go. Maybe you can substitute a manly drink for a girly alcohol. <laughs> spirit of the movie. Throw pour in peach schnapps. Yes. 
Just replace everything with something different and say it's the same thing. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like the cooking. Yeah, ship of, of cocktails. It's like cooking. You know, I wanted to make scrambled eggs, but I didn't have any eggs, so I just put a bunch of ham in there, and then <laughs> I didn't have any cheese, so I just put mustard, and, you know, it turned out really weird. My, my scrambled eggs were all <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I had no cream. I used, I used soda instead. It was It was a mess. I boil. I've made scrambled eggs in different ways for every meal of my life, using the oven, using the microwave, using turkey. <laughs> so um, we can talk about the movie now, right? I don't think there's any orders of business this time. It's episode 49, which is cool. 50 oh, coming up. But. No, we have to talk about who this is for and why it's for them. Who this is for? Yeah, it's for Marissa. Oh, yes, of course. I can't believe I didn't say that. This episode is very much dedicated to Marissa because you're, I know you're out there. You're a day one. You're our number one fan, a yeah, true homie. Her biggest and, fan. Yeah, and we're glad that you are listening and Thank you asked you. us to do motocross, and that's exactly what we're doing. And th- that should serve as an example for all the rest of you people who listen. If you want us to do something, we will. Like, if you want me to jump off the 59th Street Bridge, I will. <laughs> Anything for review. <laughs> oh yeah um but yeah no we have some people who've emailed us before uh email us again if you have a request we'll we'll do it i think i think we have a plan for you know the big five zero, which is coming up for the next one but other than that um yeah let us know what you want and if i don't answer your calls when you call the disney channel tipsy panel hotline it's because i get freaked out when the phone rings and it's like <laughs> you have a call from i always think it's like someone calling me from prison i don't want my phone bill to reflect that so how often um, do you get calls from prison ryan Oh, probably more than you do, Brandon. Okay. <laughs> I guess you're right. I can't really argue that one. <laughs> leave them a message, though. If you call if you call the Tipsy Panel hotline, leave a message. Yeah, I mean, you know, do you really want to talk to me anyway? Like, I do. Well, you do, but you... It's different. You're my friend. Like, you know who I, who I really am. Like, if people listen to the show and they <laughs> listen to me, like, do they actually want to talk to me? Uh, everyone, he's challenging you. Call him. Call him. Call him. Right. Give, I'm going to give out Jared's cell phone number instead. He already gave <laughs> out his number. You can call that one, too. Go back in an episode and find it. I'm not going to tell you where it is. Uh, let's. OK, the movie. Um, I, we, we already said the plot. Girl dresses as boy to enter boys contest. And first she does bad and then she does good. That's that's the movie. We all know what the movie Yay. is. Yay. But when we you know, now that we're all together um, recording this uh, remotely together, alone together. Uh, we're watching it over, you know, shared screen. And I forgot that Andy's wig at the beginning for her long hair is so bad. Mm. It's very wiggy. Yeah, it it she doesn't look human. Mm-hmm. She looks like she's in a human costume and you can't. And like, you know, it's kind of hard to place until you see her without the wig. And you're like, oh, OK, now she looks like a person. Yeah. It's the kind of haircut that, like, when you would go to the hairdressers, you would see plastered on the wall, but it had been there for, like, 20 years. (laughs) It looks just as washed out. Yeah. Yeah. The picture that's just, like, faded completely from just light exposure. You're absolutely right. You know, mom has a bad haircut, too. The mom's haircut is really shitty. Yeah. Hey, remember that line where the mom says, like, oh, I used to be, like, a a showgirl, like a pageant girl, not a showgirl. Sorry, very different thing. Uh, pageant girl. She actually was um, the actress Mary Margaret Hughes Humes was uh, Miss Florida and runner up for Miss USA. Wow. Wow. 
Yeah. How fun, right? Also, she was uh, James Vanderbeek's mom in Dawson Creek. Oh. I, I thought you were going to say in real life. For our lives to be over. And even Thanks Marissa has stopped listening. Yeah, sorry. Paula Cole just, you know, really gets to me. Can we talk about the obvious flirtatious energy between the twins, oh, the brother uh, and sister? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have to. I mean, they were they were touching moments, but they were literally touching moments. Like, the he was helping her like clean up her her abrasion and i was like wow that's like making me a little uncomfortable yeah well you know what dad said when that happened this would have never happened if you two weren't fooling around oh god oh, Poor choice of words direct quote i mean i do think that the casting people picked two actors a guy and a girl who look pretty similar mm-hmm. like they don't look the same but i totally believe that they're siblings with the yeah. haircut they look pretty fucking close yeah yeah, yeah. where well, if you actors, had if you, actors, you know if you had a uh, you know bat like bad glasses you know thick bottle rim glasses and were stoned working in a bike shop you would think they were the same person the whole time Oh, that's so weird, because there's actually a character and a scene in this movie that is exactly what you just described. What? I was just making that up. It just so happens that that was my favorite scene in the whole movie. That's the closest any DCOM has ever come to just outright saying, this guy is stoned. Like, this is a very high dude. Did you guys catch that character's name? Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy Bottles. Jimmy Bottles. <laughs> yeah, because he wore fucking Coke bottle glasses. Uh, and, no one uh, call me anything different from now on. Oh, dude, you're totally Jimmy Bottles. From Jimmy now Bottles. On. That's Especially what Twitter handle right there. That's great. Wow, Ooh. actually, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the real Andrew and not Andrea says to Jimmy Bottles, she says, "You've been spraying air filters with the windows closed again, <laughs> haven't you?" <laughs> And Jimmy was like, well, uh, actually, yes. Yeah, I, I, I take back what I said. He's not smoking weed. He is just huffing. Yeah, and like accidentally, too, which <laughs> makes it worse. He's probably got so much brain damage. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so the three, the arguably three of the most main characters in this movie, their names are Andrew, Andrea, and Jason Carson. Mm-hmm. Terrible names. Yeah, they are. And, you know, who would name their children Andrew and Andrea? That's just, you know, and then, and then they both go by Andy. Well, <laughs> and shout, out Andy. To, shout out to Jamie and Jeremy. Oh, my two, my two good friends who are True. twins. I think that's different enough, though, that one of them is two syllables and one of them is three syllables. Well, I guess Andrew that's true for Andrew and, and Andrea, Andrea. But when they go by Andy and Andy, then it's a little more confusing. I mean, I honestly think Jason Carson is a worse offense. Yeah, like one of them couldn't have been Cam or something stupid like that. Cameron Carson. That's a good name. I like that. Cameron that Carson. That's, However, that's one of our credits names. The, well, God. one of the, the best credits name wasn't even uh, like a credit. It was the actor or I'm sorry. It was the character of Dean Talon. Huh. That is that was a his powerful. Name? His name was Dean Talon. The, the, the romantic interest in the movie. Real name, generic Riley Smith, but 
As soon as he puts on that fox gear head to toe. Oh, my God. He becomes Dean Talon. Rene Cartier was pretty good, too. Rene Cartier oh, yeah. is good. Sure. Was Pac Sun credited for huh. wardrobe? God, they should have been. Fucking wardrobe department over here. <laughs> no Nothing fear. But Hurley and Fox. There were some incredible fits in this movie. Yeah. Like, as su- um, when Andy for uh, sorry, I gotta specify when Andrew, the brother, walks in, um, in like the beginning of the movie, right before they go to the the motorcycle store. Uh, he walks in in this incredible outfit. It's like uh, a blue and yellow oversized hoodie, like five sizes too big. Mm-hmm. And then his racing pants and a backwards black cap and Oakley's. Like, it's so powerful. <laughs> the, the energy radiating <laughs> off of him is too much for me. Uh, he looks like a, yeah, he looks like a Halloween costume, but I don't know of what. He's a Halloween costume of just any he probably Travis Pastrana. I don't know. I assume that's just the outfit. It's a good look, and yeah, I respect Jimmy, it. Jimmy Bottles has a pretty great look too in that first scene where they accuse him of being high. He's got like a bowling shirt on. You know, he's got those thick glasses and that Billy Mays oiled up hair. He looks like a Radio Shack employee. No, it's just a bike shack employee. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, quality, uh, quality late 90s, early 2000s outfits. And, you know, the whole movie actually just had that feeling about it. Like, you could tell it was sort of one of those cut from the old school cloth movies. They were trying to put a new spin on things, but, um, like such a classic film. Like I, I guess I'm talking specifically the interactions with like mom and dad, you know, with the kids. It's so like it's so movie to me. I don't really know how else to explain it. It's yeah, really no, it's the, the the none of the dialogue feels real whatsoever in, in mm. any capacity. Yeah. You get you get some absolutely ridiculous lines where like, you know, it people are laying on the sarcasm and it just doesn't feel it's not how people talk. <laughs> but also, I can't believe we've gone this long without really talking about the dad in this movie. Mm. You know, consider like we didn't get a good decom dad hour last time. And we've got so much potential here to just oh, yeah. rip him a new one. To all the ladies out there listening, I just want you to close your eyes for a second and imagine you married a man who quit his job to pursue teenage dirt biking. <laughs> And it's not very stable because everything is riding on one race. <laughs> How do you feel about your life? Well, the wife still says to him, like, I love you to death. I'll follow you to the grave. But you're an idiot. <laughs> she's like, she's like, until the end of the world. Yeah, they have Which to might clarify. Be soon. They have to clarify that marriage is permanent, no matter what mistakes your spouse makes. But this dad <laughs> is so goddamn awful that he like wraps around the other way for me. And I was like, it's amazing how much this guy sucks. Yeah. So he's straight up pathetic. Like one of the first <laughs> quotes that I had from him was, I want you to start concentrating on things that a 15 year old girl should be focusing on. 
Which she's is fucking, just so presumptuous. She won a cheerleading competition with like a hundred different competitors there. Right, he's a fucking asshole. And, and she's excited to show the trophy to her brother when most parents would be like, oh, boy sibling, girl sibling, good relationship. Me happy. Instead, the dad was like, dirt bike, son. Dirt bike, son. <laughs> Don't play engine, son. Dirty boy. Yeah. Don't touch. Did you guys think it was weird that there's like 40 minutes of this movie where the dad just disappears? Yeah. Like, it's just such a weird thing to happen in a movie. Like, he's clearly one of the main characters because he's the only source of conflict. So the movie basically says start with conflict, remove conflict for like 40 minutes, and then just put it back in. Yeah. It's such a weird way to do a movie. There was... there. This is like three movies. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there are characters that, like, like Jimmy made a very big impression, and then you never see him again. Like, I you would think he would come in and, like, give a little, you know, comic relief at some point. Yeah. I think it's very interesting that you described it that way, because a lot of these DCOMs recently, I've been thinking, oh, they took the premise for one 22-minute episode of some show they have and turned it into 80 minutes. So I think this is the exact same idea, but the other way around, like, they took like, you know, there's like three separate, you know, Disney trope plots and they just made it a movie. Like, why, why, why make them three different things when I can make it one big thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at, uh, you know, Rene Cartier as being one movie. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the the twins uh, switching places that that's another thing. And then, you know, the the dad uh, plot line. I mean, that's that's mm -hmm. our third device there. So I, I agree with this. Yeah. Hey guys, what is a knack knack? I, I don't know. Think, I, I think it's when you that. like click your heels to the side oh. of the motorcycle. Okay, yeah, I've seen that thing. Because I know a whip is when you like lean the the wheels up like parallel to the ground. I think a knack knack you click your heels on the side. Now watch me whip. Now watch me knack knack. Now watch me whip whip. Watch me knack knack. It's me being a motocross biker. Nice. What was the other slang they had? They had some great, like, random words that they clearly just said, Hey, Travis, what words do you know? <laughs> and it was like, um, what, what was the name for, like, the first, like, being ahead in the first turn? They get, like, a, a, a wormhole or some shit. Oh, it was, yeah. Fuck, what was the it? The gas and hole, then... the through tank. The, I'm, I'm making up words, but they sound realer than anything that was in this movie. Yeah. And, yeah wait, and what was there? Uh, the top section? Like, you yeah, have to take the top something. section out of the bike? Yeah. Blowing out the top. The uh, yeah, top soil. Like that. <laughs> but all right, before we move on any further, uh, we were just talking about the dad. And oh, right. We, we got to rate talking him, don't we? Him. I give him an F. I just absolutely flunk this father for fuck's sake. Yeah. This movie wouldn't be a movie if he wasn't there. It would just be yeah. a success story, and that's it. There's no adversity. Uh, right. F, F, F. He's an asshole. He's the source of every problem, essentially. Like, he brings Cartier. He, he won't let Andy race. He's just, he can't nail it down. But I will say this about the parents. One of the first times I remember it being so explicit, this is a religious family. Mm-hmm. 
They, they say, say grace. Yeah. They say they prayed. They say Lord. They say they prayed for a daughter. Yeah. Mm. A lot of a uh, lot of Christian vibes coming off of this. I, I just wonderful have to deduct Aryan a family. few points from this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know that like i was really enjoying this movie until we started talking about that how there's religious undertones yeah yeah i don't like the dad gets enough uh for a lot of reasons but the biggest one for me was that he gave up the daughter's room mm-hmm. to renee oh, yeah, yeah fucked up absolutely fucked you know? up and he's like oh honey come on like I, you have to sacrifice your room i can't sacrifice my deeply held misogyny yeah, this is why what being a family is. Why doesn't he sacrifice his room? Hmm. Because Tell that's where that. he and his wife have to sleep in separate beds. Ah, pretty much, <laughs> time, of course. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm sorry, but um, we were talking about the fits, and I'm looking through my notes, and there's a really important outfit that needs to be discussed, which was Dean wearing his black turtleneck, Steve Jobs style. Oh. oh. Oh my god. Loved that. I loved see, it so much. Until that point, I was like I I don't see what the mom sees in him, which is that he's like a cute boy. And then I saw him wearing that and then I got a little sweaty. Oh yeah, hot under the <laughs> collar. I hot mean, under my s- turtleneck collar. I mean, yes, Steve Jobs, but I think it was an end sync look. Yes, oh, you're absolutely that right. Steve Brandon. Steve stole. You're absolutely right. Everybody knows that the tech industry wouldn't be where it is without no strings attached. It's true. A classic. Also, in you know, powerful move to give this guy the uh, you know that for Andy to just give away the NSYNC tickets like that. Those fifth row tickets to NSYNC are not easy to come by in two thousand one. Oh no, of course they, not. They probably spent hundreds of dollars on those. And she gave them away for another guy to get a girl. Because she wants him to be happy. Yeah. And don't we all want Farron to be happy? Doesn't Farron deserve to be happy? Wait, so was her name Farron? Yeah. Her name was was Farron. Oh, I wrote this down because there was a great quote. Oh, yeah. You need to chill on Farron Henderson, man. Farron Henderson. I'm sure he'd like to chill on her. That was the that was from uh, Dean's like friend who works on the same team as him. I don't think we ever see him race, but he says terrible things like that. And I must discourage you, amigo. (laughs) (laughs) Very serious line. Oh, man. Tony. Sorry. My cat wants to talk. Tony, what do you want to say about motocross? Huh? Go ahead. Don't be shy. Yeah, she licked my face. She's got thoughts and feelings about it, bro. Tony does. She watched the movie with us. She loves she loves Disney Channel original movies. She loves motocrossed, but she's a little annoying about the fact that she thinks, uh, you know, uh, women and, and rights and stuff. Like, you know, Tony's in, into that. Mm-hmm. Just like the little brother. <laughs> oh, oh, Jason, the, the guy who makes steampunk motorcycles? Yeah, well, he was like... Um, you know, in school, we were learning about women's rights. And that was like the whole point he used to defend his sister. Yeah. And he seems to be the only one, you know, a 10 year old boy to adequately express feelings about gender issues. It's just him. He's the only one who could do it. Everybody else exactly. just has to sigh and scoff and be like, ah. 
Well, the only other person who brings it up is their mom. And she goes, oh, when I was like, what did she, she wanted to be in? It was the pageants she was talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and she, was then she was in a band. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, And she yeah, goes. she was Blondie, little known fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she's like, uh, you know, I was told I couldn't do, th- I'm paraphrasing, but she was like, I was told I couldn't do things because I was a girl. And I promised to never do that to my kids. And then she does it to her kids. Yeah, <laughs> immediately. In the beginning. That's like the first thing she does in this yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. You you messed up. You did it wrong. Oh, well, she learns. I, I liked the mom. If we could have yeah. a, a decom mom moment. I think she was pretty good. Mm. Oh, uh, Brennan, I have an important question for you. Mm-hmm. Because I, 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 I couldn't tell like if this was a thing that happens or not. Is it common or normal for like a woman to walk up to another woman painting their nails and be like hey can you paint my nails oh no that's very weird and I then is write it that also, down and then is it also normal for that woman to bring over 10 other women and be like can you paint their nails too no i mean it's annoying to paint your own nails mm. yeah, you gotta let them dry for like why do yeah long. why do you think there's like every other strip mall in america has a place where you can get them done because nobody oh. wants to do them my sister is on a first name basis with the people at her Manny Petty place, so I get it. There you go. But well, what yeah, about your it, other sister and your other sister and your other sister and your other sister? Uh, maybe. But yeah, like this movie is written by a woman, but that just seemed to me like a bunch of guys sitting around a writer's room table. Like, okay, how do we incorporate women into this movie? Like, let's let's get more women and let's have them paint nails. Um, okay, so on that note, this movie passes the Bechdel test. Oh, you mean because it's uh, Andy talking to her mom about non-guy things? Sure. Yeah, Yeah. no, absolutely. They both have names. They're not just talking about Dean, Talon. (laughs) Which I'd like to bring up, it's uh, just so we can loop back to the brother and sister sexual tension that mm-hmm. guy, Dean, looks a lot like the brother. Yes, that is also oh. very true. Um, it's funny because when I was looking on the poster for this movie, I couldn't tell which of these people were related and which of these people were just, you know, love interests because it could have gone anyway. Yeah, same here. I mean, I really think the actors confused sibling rivalry with sexual tension <laughs> when they yeah. were giving their performances. Yeah, well, what are you going to do when you're, what, like 17 years or old? Or they were, like, you know, flirting backstage in the, uh, in, like, that trailer where yeah. the teenage actors have to take high school. Because mm-hmm. boy, boy actor Andy was thinking about girl actor Andy. That's the, the babiest babe I've ever babed. <laughs> <laughs> All about babes. We love babes in this movie. And chicks. Don't, don't say that. There, there was a, I, f- I forget who it was. Oh yeah, uh, Andrew at one point calls Andy a chick. So like, I think that also solidifies the sexual tension because like, a, you know, a brother doesn't call his sister a chick. Like, and yeah. it wasn't even sarcastic. It was just like she's a chick. So it's just yeah. a weird way to refer to somebody to whom you are related by blood. Yeah. To whom you 2000. shared the womb. The year 2000 was a different time. I guess so. Well, this is 2001. 
Well, this film came out in 2001, but it was most likely filmed in the year 2000. Maybe. I don't know. The they city filmed, of San They could have filmed this in like four days, for all I know. Also, the weirdest thing about the time of this movie is the way they talk about mail. Like, I think about, you know, 20 years ago, and, like, you couldn't just get stuff overnight, like, all the time. Like, there mm. were at least two instances where people needed mail, and it came, like, later that day or the next day. Like, that, that didn't happen. Like, you, if it did, you had to pay a lot of money. Well, what was weird to me, you know, being that we live in an age of instant telecommunications, was that... You know, dad had left his hotel and mom couldn't reach him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. somebody and like else later sense. in the movie pulls out a cell phone. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. She actually she had a cell this? phone. A great cell phone, too. We should talk more about the cell phones in these old movies because it's like it's a flip phone and the antenna is longer than the phone. Yeah. yeah. Can really we do great. a can we do decom f bomb because we're talking about the mail and that's where mine comes in? I would love to. Um, for those of you who don't know, the decom f bomb is very simple. If you could, if this were a PG thirteen movie, you get to say fuck once. Where would you say it? Okay, well, so someone needs to ship something, and Andrea goes, "What about Telegram or FedEx?" And her mom would turn around and go, "Support the fucking USPS, Andrea. You have no bad, you have no idea how bad it's gonna get." <laughs> <laughs> yes yes absolutely support the usps i love that that's great go on their website and buy some merchandise this is a call to action if you hear this go buy a usps t-shirt do you guys remember the uh forever 21 usps collab? yes i almost bought a shirt back when that was a thing i wish you had i wish i had too oh well right. I'll support so, them by buying stamps and not buying stamps from stamps.com. Dweeb. Beca- only because they don't sponsor this podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, I know it's weird <laughs> for a podcast to say that they don't support stamps.com, but we'll get ads from someone else. Like, yeah, let's start saying things that we don't sponsor like yeah. am- or that don't sponsor us, like Amazon. Like We don't support or, sp- or get sponsor from Amazon. Remember, Fuck you, this show Bezos. is not sponsored by Stitch Fix. We think you should wear your old-ass clothes forever. Um, for my decom F-bomb, I think it would be when uh, girl Andy and Dean uh, end up at like a waterfall or something. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention, but it was like some beautiful scenic spot. Oh right, and, yeah. Um, it was like a, it was like a, like the, Huck, like the Tom and Huck scene. Yeah, you know? and Dean was basically like, "Yo, like we're at this cool spot," and Andy was like, "Oh wow, that's beautiful." Uh, I mean, no homo, like that's fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's was, like, "Take off your shirt, don't be shy." Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I gotta say, I actually did like when he said, "Take your shirt off." I was like, "Whoa, okay, here we go. Balls to the wall. What's gonna happen?" Dude, Disney is recognizing that women have boobs. Yeah, acknowledging. But Very also that that scene to me was like so confusing because like you know, two guys like frolicking in a mountain spring, like, you know, who among us hasn't frolicked in a mountain spring with our boys? Like just, just one of our good friends, yeah. like hey. hugging and hey. like, you know that, you know, Saturdays are for the boys. What do you think the boys are doing? They're going to the nearest ravine and they are <laughs> stripping each down. Other's they're stripping down and they're <laughs> mm-hmm. getting in that warm water and they're just hanging with their bros. That's lovely. It is. We could it's nice. Take isn't this it? a lot further than I've All already. All the boys taken love it. ravines. Mm-hmm. 
my decom f bomb uh, comes at a. It's basically the end of the second act. It's when everyone is telling the dad like you made like you made a big mistake. Like you're making a huge mistake by pulling her out of the race. You're an idiot. We hate you. And Andy, the daughter tells him that, and Andy, the son, tells him that, and the mother tells him that, and then. He's in the kitchen and it's just him and Jason and he sits down with Jason. There's a lull. And then he says to Jason, do you think I'm a hypocrite? And Jason cuts him out like, do you think I'm a hypocrite? Yes, dad, you're a fucking hypocrite. I hate you. <laughs> God. That's my decom Yeah, that was a funny scene. It was. Yeah, like they, they understood the humor of having them both sit there for like three seconds without saying anything. It's yeah, those two didn't get a lot of uh, talking to each yeah. other. Yeah, it's it's funny because the <laughs> brother probably like, a word for that. The brother clearly, <laughs> like the youngest brother, understands his dad on a on a deeper level than the father thinks. And the, and this ten year old looks at his dad and says, "I'm he's not my hero. <laughs> <laughs> he's um, not my hero." I think my f bomb. It might be obvious, but. When Jimmy Bottles is losing his mind <laughs> over the Andes switching and the crutches coming in and out and the boots that are the wrong size and all that stuff, he just eventually the last switch, he just goes, I can't fucking take it. And he sells his store and possibly trashes it. I like that. Yeah. So I thought that. Instead, I thought that this movie was going to have one of those classic, like, you know, two dates at the same time in the same place where Andy mm -hmm. had to, like, run around, like, run from Dean to, like, her family and then from her family to Dean or some shit. Um, but it was the opposite. It was two people in the same place, but he thought it was one person, which was uh, interesting. Yeah. A fun reversal. Um, there was another line that might have been tied for an f-bomb but just was I, i've never heard a line it's probably the most absurd line in any of these movies and let's see if you guys caught this too i i have a feeling you did mm. uh dean is talking to andy about the training that they're gonna put in the next day and oh he says <laughs> this is legitimately the quote he says i'm gonna work you so hard you're not gonna be able to get out of bed tomorrow <laughs> what the fuck they knew they knew what they were writing they absolutely knew oh, like that's man. why the scene at the waterfall was great and that's why that line was great it was like they knew guys good god <laughs> that, like I I had to I th I wasn't sure I was hearing what I was hearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, uh, that I, I appreciate that you don't you don't see that a lot in I guess at any time in these movies. It's usually they're just for kids, but it's fun to get a little bit of a you know like lewd that was that was beyond a, that's what she said because yeah. he said it. Mm hmm. Yo, bro, your eyes are looking, like, mad beautiful right now. It's just, like, the way you're looking at me is, like, I don't know, man. It's, like, mad sexy. I don't yeah. really know. Dude love. love. this ravine? This movie's all about dude love, and I like that. Platonic man love. Yeah. Take uh, off your shirt. Hop in the gulch. 
(laughs) (laughs) Hey, listeners, do you have a better decom F-bomb than us? Probably not, but if you do, email us. We'd love to hear from you. DisneyChannelTipsyPanel at gmail.com. Or find us on Insta and message us, Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. Don't call me because I have social anxiety. No, it's okay. You can call and leave a message. 914. Ah, fuck. I forgot. 863 1613. Yes. Nine. What are the other numbers, Ryan? 911. You're so close. You are so close. Hey, you know what I love about this movie taking place in 2001? They make a reference before 9-11. Yeah, love that. Would be great. They said, they said wow, I, those Twin Towers are so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I hope nobody knocks them down. All the way from San Diego, they can see those knocks beautiful towers. <laughs> what I was going to say is that because this is in 2001, they make a reference to WWF. Yeah. <laughs> Which I loved to hear. She said, like, I'm going to go WWF Smackdown on you. And as soon as I hear a reference to the WWF that's not the World Life Wildlife Foundation, I'm just, it's just interesting. I, it, it, it puts you in a very specific time. You're right. But it would be also interesting to think of that sentence in the context of the World Wildlife Foundation. Yeah. Where Smackdown. I'm gonna go- Fuck those yeah. pandas. I'm going to go World Wildlife Foundation on him. I'm going to really protect him and make sure that the environment around him is safe. (laughs) (laughs) Did anyone notice that Andy asks questions very weirdly? There's just like a tone in her voice where it doesn't sound like a question. Or it sounds like she's like reading the line and she's never seen it before like she's reading off of a script and there's a question mark at the end so suddenly she just turns it into a question like like she'll be like this and suddenly it's a question oh yeah it it, like I, i don't know if that's a sign of being a young actor and like you know working on inflection but it it just made no sense to me like nothing no question felt like a question yeah she drops her boy voice pretty often too talking yeah. to people she's actively duping all the time and hey and let's I, talk about let's talk about how jimmy bottles can't tell voices apart either like he must be huffing a lot of fumes yeah i couldn't tell how much of this was actually supposed to be like you know suspension of disbelief versus you know she was just uh, you know letting her mask slip so to speak um you know, it's it's hard to it's hard to say like how much of this is bad acting, how much of this is the plot. It's um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Hard to say because the acting in these is never stellar. You know, like I I, I can't I can't remember the last time where I saw it and I was like, wow, yeah, that acting. It's it's it just like works. You know, it's enough to work. Um, so that definitely plays a part. I think. I think the other thing that they're always up against in these movies is with small crew, small budget comes not a lot of room to kind of play around. So Mm. it's like we got two takes. That's it. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like it's a good point. It's like very matter of fact delivery. They never really you know, it's it's it doesn't seem it always seems a little rushed to get through all the scenes, you know? Mm. Yeah. It's just a content farm over there. 
Yeah, true. Disney exactly. Channel. I worked for shows on NBC Universal for a little while, and they were not rushed just because they they said, "Yeah, we'll we'll take you know an extra two hours and pay everybody in the union more, so we don't have to do lunch yet, just because we want to get this one shot." Um, but I bet Disney is a little more uh, economical and less caring about the quality. <laughs> Yeah. Director's looking at his watch like, all right, guys, we got to wrap this up. We've already been seven hours on set today. Yeah. Director had a good name, too. You got Steve Boyum. Ooh. If you recognize that name, he also directed uh, Johnny Tsunami. And he directed a movie we haven't seen yet, Stepsister from Planet Weird. Ah. Yeah. Now you know. What else? There's one thing that I caught specifically from the dad's like reconciliation speech where he I mean, we it's not so much of a spoiler. We all know that if the dad sucks at some point at the end, he's going to be like, I guess I misjudged you, child. And he does. Um, But part of that speech was him saying, you know, I hate to say it, but you and your mom really helped make my business successful. Like, why do you hate to say that? Why do you hate to say that your family made your business successful? Is it just because they're women? Because it's misogyny, that bro. That sucks. Because so women much. are. He's described. The mom is like, describe your daughter. And he's like, well, she's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> also, he said she gets along with everybody. And a sick burn would have been if the mom was like, oh, yeah. Well, why doesn't she get along with you then? Oh. <laughs> Mike drop. Listen to what you just said. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Um. And you know she doesn't get along with the uh, what's his name Renee Cartier for a good reason too because he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, did you guys see that guy's uh, IMDb page? No. Tell me about oh, it. It's it's you it's did. great. Yeah. Um. Let me let me pull it up because I forget his name. But everybody who's listening should check out the IMDb picture. For the guy who plays Rene Cartier, his name is Michael Cuneo. And he looks like he looks like Billy Corgan if Billy Corgan were actually a vampire. It's he he is very bald and very pale. Whoa. And I'm worried he's going to kill me. Tons of guy liner. Yes. Yeah, he's he's decked out. Uh he's got you know, he's wearing a suit, but the bow tie is untied, which shows that he's formal. But relaxed. Oh, his you can tell that he's edited his IMDB biography heavily. (laughs) That's one of my favorite things to see when celebrities have curated their own like, you know, blurbs. Like, how do you how would you describe yourself without it sounding like you're describing yourself? He is a very attractive and handsome man (laughs) who performs very well. Like this just. This just reeks of, like, self-aggrandizement. The first sentence is, Cuneo, described as, and in quotations, the spawn of Freddie Mercury and Janis Joplin. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's in his IMDb. Has performed all over the world as a featured vocalist slash MC for Scott Bradley's postmodern jukebox. Yeah, that is inaccurate. What? He is the spawn of Brendan Urie and a ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> That's also, like a. There's this guy named Muck Sticky 
And <laughs> wait, hold on, say that again. I like cereal in the morning time. Yeah, like I, there's this rapper. I'm doing air quotes, listeners. Uh, for this guy named Muck Sticky, and he just he mostly raps about smoking pot. But his Wikipedia page, and I'm pretty sure he wrote it himself, says that he's been described as somewhere between Slim Shady and Weird Al. <laughs> Which is oh, whoa. So pretty random. So a white performer. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> hey, the- here's some fun things I didn't notice about Michael Cuneo's IMDb. Uh, he only acted for five years. The first thing he was in was Seventh Heaven, and he played guy and <laughs> then in 2001 the same year that he was in motocross he was in a movie called the fluffer oh no for our Ugh. listeners who do not know a fluffer is the person who tends to the genital area of porn stars to make sure that they are camera ready oh i didn't know that yeah he is uh, one of the stars. Yeah, he is second listed on this movie. Oh, there he is. Yeah, you can see pictures of him. Uh, sh- yeah. Okay. That's the fluffer. I'm kind of curious now, but not really. Hey, listeners, for episode 50, we're going to flip the script. You thought <laughs> we were going to watch another Disney movie? No, we're going to watch a movie about people who masturbate porn stars to keep them ready to go on on camera. <laughs> Disney Channel Fluffer Panel. Yeah, that's our new name. We're the DCFP. Gonna that's have to our show, everybody. To say it that way. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Goodbye, everybody. All right. What else we got about this movie? Oh, oh, oh. Let's talk about. Um, I don't even remember his name. He is the the like vaguely Italian man who runs the the big money motorcycle motocross company he's got the big he's like dean's manager hey she's a girl she can't she can't ride ride motorcycles in this competition yeah no that guy he yeah the guy who sees uh andy with her you know pretending to be a guy but she has her nails painted still and he looks over and he says to his associate like yeah, isn't there something uh, weird about that guy? And weird is obviously said with that hand wobble. Like, yeah, <laughs> is there something weird about her? And then at the end, when he finds out he's a girl, he's like, ah, I knew there was something weird about that guy. Yeah, yeah weird they kind of to be plant a girl. A s- it is weird to be a girl. They kind of plant that seed <laughs> and do nothing with it. Yeah. Yeah, they really do. Like, there could have been a whole thing where, like, somebody almost finds out. Yeah. But... Yeah, um, I just mean that character. Like, we really didn't need him. Correct. Yeah. I wonder if he, like, had some sort of connection to somebody in the movie. Now I'm curious. I'm going to go in an IMDb hole. Everybody, I would like look to through know, your notes. What else is here? I would like to know why he walks around with a cane. Is that a motocross mm. yeah. incident? Yeah. Why wasn't this called... Wait, why wasn't this called motocross dressing? Ooh. Oh! That's good. Hey, uh, well, here... Now that you're talking about the name of the movie... Um, in other languages, the movie's name is incredible. Um, most uh-huh. of the time, it's just something like you know. In some languages, it's it's just motocross. Um, but in I believe Portugal and possibly also Spain, it's called Risco Extremo. 
Yo. Wow. I know, right? It's it's incredible. But um, in in some other languages, I I should have this just pulled up, but I don't. Um, but often in in some other languages, it translates directly to Twelfth Lap, because huh. this movie is just the plot of Twelfth Night. If if you know Twelfth oh. uh, Shakespeare's Twelfth Night, it's about a woman who dresses as a man, and she falls in love with a man who, who's falling in love with another woman, but that woman is falling in love with the girl who is dressed as a man. So uh. yeah, this this movie is really just Twelfth Night. Um, so in a lot of languages, they just call it 12th lap, which is kind of clever. I did not think we were going Shakespeare. I was going to say, no wonder this was so familiar. Obviously it was Shakespearean. Mm. Um, I I don't know. What's Mulan about? Mulan? Um, yeah, I mean, Mulan, (laughs) so she does have like a moment where she kind of falls for, her, uh, you know, her, I guess the general or whoever's directly above her in the war. But also, I mean, I don't know about the new one, but in the first, in the original cartoon, he kind of falls for her too. So, you know, I didn't know this until I saw it on Twitter, but he's, he's kind of like a bi icon. Ah, cool. Of course you saw that on Twitter. Yeah. Leave it to Twitter. Yeah, I mean, that's how you, I mean, that's, but also the weird thing about Twitter is like one person says something and it gets enough likes where it's shown to a lot of people. So then you're like, oh, I guess this is just a fact now. Wow, we stand a bisexual icon. (laughs) Yeah, so, so if what I'm saying is not as prevalent as you may think, don't worry, it's on Twitter, which means it matters. And it's real. Yeah. Pay attention to it. This is like those articles that say people are upset about this movie, and the article is just quoting two uh, neckbeard Twitter profiles. Let's talk about what? the end of the movie. Yeah, okay. that sounds good. Um, I really so she's outed as a girl, and Dale finds out, and he's pretty pissed. And I really thought they were going to leave it right there. Mm-hmm. Like he couldn't accept the fact that he'd been hanging out. Well, I mean, it's like. She did lie to him. Ugh, hanging out with a girl. Oh, hanging out with a girl <laughs> without the precept of sleeping with her? Weird. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, oh, anyway, she, she wins the race, obviously. And then I really thought it was going to zoom out and just fade to credits. <laughs> Which could have been there. Actually, related to, I'm sorry, I know we're talking about the ending, but related to the whole, you know, dynamic between Andy and Dean, there's an excellent scene that we, the four of us see on the screen right now, where Dean is in whatever hotel they're staying at, and he conveys the motion, the emotion, eating fries but sad in the Mm. best way I have ever seen. (laughs) Like, it's so hard to eat fries (laughs) and also be sad. (laughs) And he nails it. I looked at uh, him and I was like, this is so hard to do. Like, he's killing it right now. I'm sorry, guys, but this, Riley Smith's performance as Dean Talon is probably a top five decom performance for me. I love when he's talking about having a crush on that dumb girl. And he's like, he can't stop like shaking his shoulders and like nodding his head back and forth. <laughs> like he just decided to creep into the conversation. Yes. That's what being a dude in a movie is. You just have to, you know, shake the top half of your body a little bit, but not too much. 
Oh, can I say something, guys? Yeah. No. Dude's rock. Yo, dude's totally rock? rock. How come oh, no one's ever rock. said this before? <laughs> no, you Good guys. Question. Chicks rock. Ah, yeah, chicks. The oh, only thing nice. The only thing that rocks more than dudes is chicks. You know what? Dudes rock, but chicks rule. Oh, they, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. They printed yo. that on shirts. That's sick. Nailed yo. it. That's like so sick. Love it. But you want to know who's the real winner? Moms. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Moms are pretty, pretty cool. But not dads. Dads, dads don't win. Dads, you know, they're a toss up. Not, not in the DCOMs. In the DCOMs, it's pretty clear cut. Well, mom gets like a solid B plus in this, maybe even an A minus. And dad, you know, dad, we flunk dad. Like he's a fuck up. Yeah, that's true. I can't, yeah. I can't remember the last time I gave a dad an A. Listeners, if you remember, remind me because I don't remember. But that's okay. Um. Hey, Brandon, I, I, what else did you want to say about the end of the movie? Um. Really, just that. I really wished that the romance just died right there. Yeah, that would be um, funny. On the winner in the winner circle, there is a really important thing that happens in the end of this movie that honestly blew me away. Like my wife and I watched this and we screamed because the person who saves the day, like the Deus Ex Machina, who makes sure that she wins and she gets the sponsorship and you know everybody's happy, is Laverne. Yes, truly oh. amazing. The I, fact that it, this is like right before Scrubs became a, a phenomenon, and what, what what's her name? It's Aloma something, but she, she she's not in the movie at any other point. Um, the whole so the whole thing is that the winner of this of this you know tourney gets a sponsorship from some company, and the the man who works for the company has been, like, in contact with everybody. But then when they ask him, oh, are you still going to give Andy the sponsorship even though she's a girl? He, like, flip-flops and doesn't really answer. But then Laverne, her real name, Aloma Wright, shows up and just lays it down and says, no, you know what? We're absolutely going to give it to her. The fact that she hid her identity and went through hell just to do this, 100% she gets it. And I've nobody never can seen, do that like Laverne. I've never seen that actress in anything else. When she when her character dies in Scrubs, I thought she died in real life. <laughs> That's how closely connected she is to Laverne. Like when I like at some point I just, you know, combined TV with reality and then when I found out that she is not dead, I was blown away. It was like she had risen from the dead. Then they did that joke where they just brought her back a couple episodes later. <laughs> Don't you just love it? Yeah. All right. Uh, that's that's pretty much the whole movie. Like, I, I, I don't think there's anything else important here. Does, does anyone have any other uh, any other notes? Um, I have other notes. I mean, they're not really important. Like the fact that uh, dad didn't kick the French guy's ass for pushing his dog. Oh, I would have loved little... to. See. I thought he was going to yeah. punch him in the face. That was a little disappointing to me. Me too. Um, Another reason why the dad gets an F. I, I also wanted to ask, is the mom's name Janita? Geneva. Geneva. Like the I convention. Like, yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that is a that is an interesting name while we're on the topic of names we, we didn't even bring them up our, our our guy our favorite boy our special man re-recording mixer 
Emmy, uh, Emmy winner Elmo Ponce Dominic. Oh. He worked on this yeah. movie, and you know what? I'm glad. One of these days, Elmo, one of these days we're going to get you on here. We'd love to hear from you. Disney Channel, Elmo Channel. Yeah, there you go. That, that works. That works. I Okay, so I knew that this movie was kind of poisoning my brain when I wrote down the note. Why wouldn't Andy just tell Dean what Farron said? Like, as I wrote, like, I don't even know what that was in reference to anymore. But as I see that I just combined name, tell name, what name said, I was like, okay, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm in this too deep. Yeah, you bought into it. I did. I, I drank the Kool-Aid. I, let's, I huffed the fumes. Let's pull ourselves out of it before we give it too much more time. Wait, you want to rate this movie? Why not? Okay, let's rate this movie. Um, our rating system here on the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel is very simple. You give it a thumbs up or you give it a thumbs down. That's it. Who wants to start? I'll go. You know what, Marissa? Thank you so much for recommending this movie to us. Because we had some real dogs in the last couple of episodes. And I actually liked mm-hmm. this one. It was, you know, I could probably do without the Jesus stuff. I could probably do without, like, mom saying that she's forgetful because she's a lady. And that boy shouldn't cry. In fact, I definitely could have done with all that. But yeah. it was it was kind of cute. It was kind of fun. It was like at least nothing was too strung out for too long. So I'm going to go thumbs up on this. Hell yeah. I like that. Solid reasoning. Yeah, I'll um, I'll, I'll jump in. And I pretty much agree with everything you said there. Um, I think that if they thought for like more than 30 seconds, they could have come up with a plot conflict that wasn't just parents don't like this Mm, parents mean like they they could have done something way more interesting like it was a rule that she couldn't be a guy and then somehow they they overturned it or whatever um but um i think that this one was really fun i was like laughing and excited when good things happened and upset when bad things happened um the again the the wardrobe was incredible um, and I, I just had fun with it. This is a thumbs up for sure. Really, really enjoyed this one. Thank you, Marissa. I guess I can go next. Yeah, I thanks, Marissa. This one is, it's definitely messy. It's a little clunky, like everything you guys said. Um, introducing Cartier with like 20 minutes left or <laughs> 20-something minutes left is like the real source of conflict after the family kind of figures it out but doesn't. Um, how long it takes the guy to take his daughter's side is a little uncomfortable, but I guess, you know, to be expected sometimes. Yeah, I, I feel I feel reinvigorated by this one a little bit in terms of like, oh, there's still ones out there that that are redeemable in, in their own special way. So thumbs up. Hell yeah. Oh, man, we're so close. It's all up to Ryan. <sighs> well, it, it comes down to me and uh... this is make or break. I don't know, guys. I, I think I think what I'm about to say might surprise you, which is uh, I agree with everything you've said. Um, it, it went on for way too long, uh, in my opinion. I mean, I was like a half hour into this movie, and I was like, holy shit, when will it end? Um, but that wasn't enough to make me uh, dislike it overall. Um, you know, I think we had a pretty solid family dynamic, aside from the dad, who was downright despicable. Um, 
Ah, that's not true. That's a little harsh. But, you know, he was a fuckboy, and I didn't like him. <laughs> um, you know, there was there is a lot that, that I could bash this movie for, but, um, you know, I think the, the good outweighs the bad in this case, and, you know, the, not the least of which was, um, you know, that it's a real, like, time capsule. I just love that it's, you know, so early 2000s. It's, it's crazy. I just want to hear you say um, it, Ryan. I just want to hear you say it. I have no choice but yes. to give this movie a thumbs up. Woo! Oh, yeah! But therefore, I'm gonna name our trophy for this one, and it's the cheerleading trophy. Oh yeah, yeah nice guys. Right we beat in. we beat a hundred different podcasts to get this trophy. We won the district. We did great. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh man, yeah, this, this one was fine. It wasn't like that good. I thought it was. Fine. I thought it was good. I mean, you're. It's, stop. Hey, hey, what, look who you're talking about. When's the, look who you're talking to. When is the last time you ever heard a color commentator say the pits are a buzz and everybody's hungry for a slice? <laughs> OK, you're right. I'm sorry. That's a G, That's an incredible line. Like, I, I, I don't know if that like, you know, quote ESPN guy was an actual color commentator or not, but he nailed it with that line. He also said that like people qualify with quote the accumulation of points. <laughs> you know, when you play, you and get points and then you accumulate them. Also, now that I'm now that I'm thinking about it, why was it six races? Yeah, I have no idea. It was it was weird, and also one one round was two races so they said like oh we're on to round two but it was like a week later and they'd already done two races i didn't understand i think that color commentator guy was the same one who also said battle royal (laughs) i love me a good (laughs) battle royal you know like like uh fortnite battle royal Hey, listeners, do you agree with us? Do you think this movie's great? Or do you disagree with us? Do you think this movie does not deserve the cheerleaders trophy? Uh, hey, let us know. I didn't say it was great. I am saying it's great. So do you whatever. think it gets a 51 out of 100? Because that's a thumbs up. Oh, is that where you draw the line? Is it truly just like a majority? Yeah, because thumbs up is binary. That's true. That is very true. But also consider like the pass fail system where to pass, you have to be above like six and a half. True. Maybe. So all of these movies are 90 minutes. I'm going to go through and rate every minute. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then then you'll know. It's good. That's actually a very interesting way to do it. It's it's very (laughs) mechanical and I respect it. Yeah. Let's let Brandon take care of that one. Yeah, I, I, I would. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in trying that. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, listeners, thank you so much for getting to this point. If you agree or disagree with us, we'd love to hear from you. We're on Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. We are on Twitter at Tipsy Panel. We are on the email system at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail.com. Or you could call the Tipsy Panel hotline. 917. No. 914. No. 863-1613. Correct. Yeah. Give give us a call. If if we don't pick up, leave a message because we would love to hear from you. I know nobody leaves messages these days, but I I, I just just do it. We would love to I'm not that. picking up my phone, so leave a message at the tone. Ooh. Ooh. 
like that. Did you write that just now? I think you did. No, dude. You definitely just wrote that. That was Mr. AZ himself. Uh, I don't know. What? Huh? Hmm? Who? Hmm? Anyway, um, also, coming up, the after if you listen to these chronologically, the next one you're going to hear is episode 50. Oh, my God. Which means we've watched... We've already watched 49 of these, and we're about to watch the 50th, which is insane. God. That's like... 75 hours of Disney Channel content. Don't you dare oh. qualify this show. That's over three days it. worth of Disney Channel movies. Oh, stop. It's as if we just sat down on a Sunday at midnight and watched straight through Wednesday. Oh, my God. Stop. Stop it. That makes me nauseous. I don't want to hear anymore. Well, our listeners do, I think. Uh, yeah, tune in for episode 50. We'll have some special things planned for you. Um, but I think that's it. I think we're done, right? Anyone want to... Is there anything else? Thanks, Marissa. Yeah. Thanks, Marissa. Marissa's Thanks, our number Marissa. one fan. You could be our number two fan if you call us and get in touch with us and say stuff to us because we love that. Um, but yeah, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next time. We'll have another decom for you. Bye. 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 Uh, I'm going to go huff paint. Going to huff aerosol fumes. Oh, yeah. It's so hot in here right now. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm huffing paint. Yeah, it's a hot one, and like seven inches the, from the midday sun. You know, it's, yeah. the, it's just like the ocean under the moon. The internet on my computer went out. Luckily, I'm on like LTE with you guys right oh, now. Oh, shit. Wow. Jeez. I'm, I'm glad that worked. Yeah, it was a backup. Damn. Good, also, good little backup. Uh, as, as you'll notice, I'm fr- Francis buying bride. I, I did yeah. notice, yeah. Um, Ryan, I'm just going to apologize in advance. You're probably going to have to turn me like way down. Oh, bastard. Yeah, just like, just, I mean, I didn't change the microphone, but I can hear myself you through my headphones, to it. and I can see the lines, so, yeah. I'm gonna oh. stop. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah me too. recording.